wait no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, and each and every Thursday, usually me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. And of course, you can listen to us on any RSS feed like Spotify or iTunes. Please rate us five stars. Or you can support us by throwing a buck our way at patreon.com slash badbit. With all that said, with all that out of the way, the second best co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Sean Capri, how are you, sir? Ooh, people weren't expecting me to be here, Joseph Moran. How are you? Oh, dude, I am really tired. Oh, Thank you, you for the save. You sound a little so, you sound a little off, man. You sound tired. Well, let's let's let get me you back tell you up. Something. So we recorded uh the original episode literally three hours ago. Mm-hmm. And uh our guest's audio uh messed up and we couldn't save it, and it was too late in the middle of the night. Um, to salvage it. So here we are. You came in literally just like 15 minutes ago and you saved my life. Whatever so you need, thank man. you so much, Sean. Let's just you hang know, out. Let's just, let's just have, we can record it if you want, but I was just kind of wanted to and jump on a call with you. We're having a cross podcast episode. It's nice. It's nice. Who'd have thought? It's nice. Who'd have thought? Look at us. Not me. Is that, Not me. I forget how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's literally in the middle of the night as of recording. We have a lot to talk about, though. We're going to talk about remote play possibly making its way to Xbox and the Nintendo Switch. Xbox doesn't think PlayStation is competition. You're wrong, Phil. You're dead wrong. PlayStation closes another studio. But before we get into all of that, a segment I like to call What You've Been Playing. Sean, what have you been playing, good sir? I feel like I'm I'm kind of boring on this one, man. A lot of Call of Duty. A lot of, like, yeah. kind of old stuff. Um but I did play. I did play a game called Coffee Talk, visual novel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you'd like this. This is a Joe game. You know, lots really? of reading, lots of. Well, it's a more actually, it's a real Sean game just because of all the coffee and what. Have you seen this? Have you seen any like previews mm, or anything? Little little indie darling. Um, no. You play as you play as a barista, and you have okay. people coming into your shop of all walks of life: uh, men, women, orcs, elves, uh, what succubuses. All these, a succubus. you get a, a succubus, a, I think it's a singular, a, a singular succubus. And all these people come in with their, their lives and their stories and their, their, what's going on in their, in their, in their lives. And as a barista, as a, as a bartender, essentially, you're, you're there to just kind of let them regale you and you watch them go through their trials and tribulations while serving them coffee. The things that'll now, just make life that much is, better. So this is a fantasy setting. You got orcs and shit running around. Yeah. But um, they're dressed like you and me. Like they're dressed cool. They're cool kids. And the, and the and the coffee shop is strange because you're a, you're a barista who is very rich who doesn't care if only four or five people ever show up like the only people in the shop are the ones who are directly in front of you on screen having their oh conversations very weird very strange yeah. um three hours honestly like you can do finish it in a setting um, okay but I don't know man I was I was in the mood for it I was definitely in the mood Dude. for a little just a little something chill very cool soundtrack. Okay, so I, I here's a question because you host the Xbox Drive, uh, you know the most horsepowerful podcast. Is this a Game Pass game? Or no, is this like no, no, just a little indie game. Wasn't on Game Pass. It was just a just a little oh something something I picked up. And um, yeah, man, just like I said, it's an it's a visual novel. I want to like yeah. emphasize that there's almost no game mechanics. The game mechanic is somebody comes in and is like, man, I'm feeling like something sweet uh and not too bitter so you gotta like a mix... latte. exactly exactly so you gotta put together the ingredients and create your drinks so that's the only like real mechanic there then some a couple yeah. people come in and go like 
I want the usual. And so you have to remember that this this lady likes oh. an espresso, which is, you know, three servings of coffee, yeah. apparently. I don't think that's how you make an espresso. And though. then, like, what if you I get know? it wrong, you live the Starbucks experience with, like, some rich white broad yelling at you how you're the worst and you'll never it's game over. anything. It's game over. And she, how you spelled her name wrong. She takes <laughs> off her stiletto and stabs you in the eyeball. That's game over, man. It turns violent real quick. But it has, like, all Dude. these different – all the characters that come in are um, – they have they have all they have a lot of troubles, man. Some of them have yeah. relationship troubles. There's like a Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. type of situation with like the elves and whatever. I think she was the succubus. And uh, there's a there's a couple game developers in there, so they talk about crunch. You would love it. It oh gets. My God. You know what? Honestly, goodness, Sean, I think I'm in. Yeah, like I it? really think I'm in. You should do it. If you this check is it out. on PlayStation, if this is an easy plot, which it might seem like it actually is, probably is, I'm definitely on board. Yeah, oh, yeah. I probably should check that out. But you know, you asked me to be on the show like eight minutes ago, so I'm not even sure if this is a PlayStation game. <laughs> How dare you! I've been playing Uncharted: The Lost Legacy Ooh, for the Road to Greatness, dude. Let me tell you something. Road to Greatness. It's coming out this Monday. Me and Kyle literally just finished recording it. Fingers crossed, um, and we had a blast. This game, to me, I'm just going to hype you up for it. I might even spoil it for you. Uh, it is the best Uncharted there has ever been. No, By far, not. bar none. No, I've it played so it. You're not convincing me. I'm glad you like it. It's not the best Uncharted. Just stop. Dude, I, I, love, I love what they did with Chloe. They, I love how they, they well, filled Chloe, her story out. Well, it's Chloe. Of course you love her. It's Chloe. I mean, yeah, I mean, it is Chloe. But even Nadine. Like, Nadine. Nadine's cool. You, you, you feel for her as... Mm-hmm. The enemy of of the last game, you actually get to care about her. They make her a three dimensional character with thoughts, feelings, and and actual goals. It is one of just one of the best experiences. And playing it on the PlayStation Four Pro with HDR, it's just so stunning. It's so beautiful. But again, I will gush on that on Monday. With that, I was going to call you Kyle, Sean. Call me whatever you want, baby. All right, hey, it's Kyle. late. <laughs> hey, Kyle. You know what time it is? It's about it's time <laughs> one o'clock to in the morning. Square up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut your beautiful mouth. It's time to square up the news. All right. Oh, that's a Here good. You go. I, have you said that before? Thank you. Is, no. I, don't, I usually listen to this podcast in two times speed, but you're talking real slow right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, usually we call them goobers, but then in the, the drive. To work today, I was like, wait, what if we just call it Square of the News? I like the square, it. Square. So uh-huh. yeah, the charm. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much a genius. Mm-hmm. With that, I'm not going to let you read this. I'm the goddamn host of the show. <laughs> Let's talk about the, the first news story. Sony survey hints that the PlayStation 4 remote play could soon come to Switch. This comes from Austin Goslin from Polygon. PlayStation games could soon be playable on all kinds of platforms if a recent study is to be believed. This survey comes by the way of, wait for it, Reddit user by the name of, you read it here first. That's good. I know. Solid. They, I believe them right now. Everything they say. Who explains that they've received a survey email from Sony that states the following. One, using remote play with a PlayStation 4 not connected to the internet. Two, playing remote play on a Switch, on an Apple TV, on a Android TV, and also an Xbox. Three, hiding unused controls for the game to allow more screen real estate. Four, a slim slash portable DualShock controller for portable gaming. Five, exclusive maps slash accessories for remote play. Six, 
customizable layout. Seven, connecting other controllers like Xbox and mouse and keyboard. Eight, offline remote play. Nine, PS1 and PS2 games. And 10, parental controls allowing multiple users to use remote play at the same exact time. All these questions hint at those 10 things. Sean, like Connery, Capri like the pants. You got to play xCloud. Yeah. You've experienced what a lot of the, this list of things does, mm-hmm. right? First and foremost, what are your initial thoughts of this 10 list? And what is the thing that excites you the most? I think when I look at this, it's a, it seems like a complete random smattering of stuff, which tells me yeah. that the uh, fourth word in the article of it being uh, soon playable, not even close. This is no. like completely information gathering, like what what of these things is going to gather some interest. And so it's very discovery phase type of stuff. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't really put any stock into any of that. And, and that discovery phase allows them to say all these crazy things like it's like, right. what about Switch? What about Apple TV, Android TV? I didn't even realize Android TV was a thing. Do they mean Chromecast? In that sense, yeah, I think they mean Chromecast. Yeah, so they get it wrong. What so there's there's that. Um, I, honestly, the thing that I kind of went, hmm, um, not probably the the sexiest of the of the list, but like I thought, a slim portable DualShock Four or DualShock controller yeah. for portable gaming is kind of like, yeah, man, that's kind of like we're all like connecting our our phones with these clips to an Xbox One controller or a, potentially a, a Switch Pro controller or something like that. Like a slim controller. I can't believe that. Honestly, I don't know if I've seen anybody even mention that a smaller version of control they can yeah. go on the go. And having gone from, because I play all systems, having gone from the Switch to the Switch Lite, like, so great. honestly, it, you know what they say, every inch counts. You know what I'm saying? Like, they took it down <laughs> like a little bit. And you're like, you notice. You notice it when you yeah. hold it in your hands, especially when you yeah. put it in two hands, you notice yeah. the size difference. Yeah. And it's, it's for me, like, I prefer my Switch Lite, or sorry, Vita 2 Lite over right. my original Vita 2 because it's just it's lighter it's a little smaller i i don't know it's, it's more compact mm-hmm. i could fit it in my pocket for god's sake so like you're right there like a, a, a like a, a portable dualshock controller seems dope mm-hmm. and like i think of the vita the original vita and how great that would have been if you just have an l1 r2 like you know or l2 r2 whatever mm-hmm. the buttons in the back that would have been an amazing feel and i think they could nail it with a portable DualShock controller. That seems dope. For me, I'm going to say something that Kyle said when we had a conversation prior, and that is the ability to connect other controllers, Xbox and or mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Because that opens up the opportunity. If they're allowing other inputs for the X, uh, the Xbox, uh, uh, what is it? Accessible it, controller. Oh, that too. Yeah, the adaptive uh, controller. Yeah, the adaptive sure. controller. There you mm-hmm. go. Allowing mm-hmm. more people to play because, as Steven Spawn has stated, Xbox doesn't make a profit off that off that controller. They're doing it all out of goodwill and for getting people into their ecosystem. And by allowing the adaptive controller on PlayStation, PlayStation ha- doesn't have to do the R&D because Microsoft already did it for them. They're not going to make a big, huge chunk of change out of it anyway. Mm-hmm. So just allow more people into the ecosystem. I see that as a huge win. Yeah. My one thing, though, that I don't get is remote play without being connected to the Internet. That would probably be like in your home. Like if I'm in my room I'm con- and and even if yeah. the PlayStation isn't. But I don't understand a home situation where you're not connected to the Internet. Like I've actually right. never really understood that from like the days of the Xbox One launching in that whole business. But I guess mm-hmm. that would be like if you're. 
<laughs> if your mom's using the phone, the internet, you can't use the internet. You know, like, I, I guess I don't really understand it either. <laughs> Wait, a lot of our audience might not know this. Back in the 90s. Oh, right. AOL was a thing. Wait, does Canada did Canada have AOL? We had AOL. Yeah, it was just straight up. No it wasn't even like AOL, way. like Dash Canada or something like that. We had no way. You would think it's COL. You know, it's a terrible Canada thing. Actually, I should tell you guys. Okay. Um, don't put like compact discs in the microwave because we used to put the AOL <laughs> CDs in the microwave because it would feel like a lightning show for us. We would see, do that. It would smell real bad. It's super dangerous. But super dangerous. You just want to see a little lightning. Like what are you? As what a is kid, a kid supposed to do? Sometimes you have to roll the dice. What are you supposed to do, man? Nobody's home. Exactly. You could <laughs> you could have a nuclear bomb go off because of this. Like who knows, man? Could have been real bad. <laughs> what were we even talking about, Sean? AOL. Oh, and then the internet. Right. Oh, well. Yes. Yeah. No. To me, I think that this type of uh, like system, like without internet, is possibly yeah, like a, a living room situation where it's kind of like how AirPlay uh, works on Mac, mm-hmm. where you just connect your phone via Bluetooth. Uh, yeah, to doesn't your PlayStation iMac. have its own? Like, I feel like sometimes the PS4 shows up as a Wi-Fi source, like for something else to connect possibly. to it. Like, there's, yeah. I think there's something there, and in which case. I would want I would want to do I would want to get in on that because working through like house uh, networks like my Wi-Fi or whatever is it can be tricky, man. Like you, you really have to like what's your what is a NAT? All I know yeah. is my NAT's never correct. And if, right. if if there can be a streamlined process for like something to connect to a PS4 and it's just like a direct thing, kind of like when you get a wireless printer and you just push the button and it does the yep. things for you. Do that for remote play. That would be super cool. I don't want to have yeah. to work through the the Google fibers and the. Actually, yeah. that would be pretty decent. But the regular internet, you, would be no now good. again with you having played XCloud, then we'll move on. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that this is a step in the right direction? Do you think that PlayStation has a ways to go when it comes to the streaming service? That Microsoft is that far ahead. Honestly, I don't. I don't know if they're that far ahead. There, it's just it seems to be the hotness, and maybe it's just like mm-hmm. right place, right time with the with the right product. But like remote play on Vita was pretty good, man. Like yeah, for the most it part, it was pretty decent. I'm not sure why. I guess maybe just the Vita fell off, and then that yeah. sort of like it died. Like remote play kind of died with it in a sense. So yeah, right. rest in peace. Yeah. Um, but so no, I think they can revive it for sure, and people okay. will will enjoy it. I, I it's not like the front of the box seller. It's just, right. it's like backwards compatibility. It's like a lot of these things are just like, thank God I have this. When I'm in a pinch and I can do this thing, like it's, it's great to have it. It's great to have that, that flexibility, yeah. like cloud yeah. saves that Nintendo doesn't do. I feel it. What? I Who brought that it. up? I don't know. It's late. Nintendo, maybe be better to people. Mm-hmm. Wonderful 101. <laughs> we don't do the remaster- <laughs> Video games are cool. <laughs> How dare you? Wonderful 101 remaster coming to the PS4, PC, and Switch. In this comes from Peter Brown from GameSpot. Confirming earlier rumors, Platinum Games is now launching a Kickstarter campaign for the Wonderful 101 remaster, a Switch port from the Wii U exclusive with funding goal of $50,000 until the campaign wraps on March 6th. In in less than 30 minutes, the initial funding goal for the campaign was successful. And to go on even further, an hour after they hit their initial goal, they hit their ultimate goal, which was putting it on the PlayStation 4. And right now, as of recording, the Wonderful 101 is at $1.3 million funded. Officially outselling the Wii U in its first twelve hours or whatever it's been. Like, what right. in the world? Okay, so can I just can I just like jump in here say and just I, I just need to it. say a little something something here. As a as a like 
video game fan, as just mm-hmm. a, as a bystander, I was I've been hearing this story kind of develop over the last little while, and I have to say, I'm just kind of like cool, whatever, cool. Gl- good for yeah. them. And yeah. then all of a sudden you jump onto a podcast and it's like it's almost like you're you have to take a side. And if I right. were to say anything about it, because you're asking, because you've brought it up, like I just want to say, if I'm not on a podcast, I'm like whatever. But since it's the topic of discussion for right now. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It's kind of right. weird. Did but you see the trailer? Did you good, see the trailer? I, I did not see the trailer. Okay. Um, talk. It's the it's the fucking craziest thing. Oh, After really? This podcast is over. It's literally it's like how a typical Kickstarter would start. It's like the Platinum Games headquarters, and then everybody's in a conference room. The creative director comes out. He's like, "What if we make the wonderful one hundred and one remaster and have fans fund it?" And then all of a sudden. A rat-like, maybe even possum figure pops into the room and starts threatening the devs, going, Wonderful 101 will never happen, I swear to God. It's like Master Splinter came out, his evil cousin Craig came out, and then all of a sudden, the creative director punches this giant possum in the head. Again, I have no idea if this is a 101 reference, and then everybody in the conference room gathers around this squirrel thing. Human hybrid starts kicking it. What? Did, maybe they just they, they like Ricky Gervais's monologue from the Golden Globes as much as I did. Who cares? Who cares? We're all gonna die soon, and there's no sequel. Who cares? It's the last time. Who cares? Put on the possum. Just mask. do the That's possum thing. Just whatever, man. Good for them. Okay. Honestly, but the thing yeah. is, at the end of the day, good for them. Uh, there's there's a whole argument that can be made whether or not like uh, big publishers or big like teams like this should be using Kickstarter. But it's like, well, that's a question though for you, Sean, because like just a few weeks ago, they got funding from Tencent mm-hmm. to start self publishing. Yeah. So why not just use that money to self publish this? And game? and the game comes out in when like, April. So the game's done. Yeah, pretty much. Right? Like this, and that's, uh, there's been a few people who have said this similar thing. So I'm not even, it's not even a unique right. perspective on this at all. But the game is done. This is a marketing stunt, in which case, as a, as a, like, I went to school for marketing, like, I, I have a huge appreciation for it. Use all the tools in the tool shed, man. If this is mm. what gets you, like, a ton of sales and gets people attention, and that's how you sell the game, cool. But it's a different yeah. take on Kickstarter than what people are used to. Like, even the word, like, the title of Kickstarter is like, you think that it's just like, this thing is not going to happen without you. But yeah. it doesn't have to be used for that. It can be used for just getting crazy attention and having idiots like us talk about it on podcasts. And now yeah. everybody's and talking worked. about And also it's coming to everything but Xbox, which is <laughs> another part of the story. Rip. They're just like, Rip. holy cow, they're not feeling burned about that whole scale bound thing. But No. I mean, well, there was even rumors of them being they purchased do it. by uh, Microsoft uh, yeah. back last year and th- something fell through. So... With that, like, yeah, I think, like, yeah, use every tool in your tool shed. Also, Nintendo owned half of this IP, and they let them have it anyway. Yeah. So Same just with like, Astral Chain, apparently. Apparently, yeah. they, they own half of Astral Chain as well. So so uh, Nintendo didn't have faith in this product to sell anyway. It looks like neither did did Platinum. So I don't really see the, the harm or loss. And people wanted it enough to fund it. So I don't get that controversy either. I think mm-hmm. you're 100% right. I got a question, though, for you. And this comes directly from the most famous Seamus we've ever met in our entire lives. I know, he's the best. Are there any Wii U games besides the wonderful 101 that you would like to see on the PS4? Me, simple. I want to be a kid now, a squid now, a kid and a squid, a kid and a squid, a kid, kid, squid, squid, kid. I want Splatoon on the PS4. Yeah. That's it. That's all I want. Because we got all the Wii U games, you know? 
Toki Mirai Sessions, I think, would actually be real good for uh, for kiddos on the PS4. Because we haven't, like, you know, the Persona thing, it's a thing. But, like, it would be mm. a really cool way to get some Fire Emblem goodness over on. It's, it's like, people forget the Sharp FE is Sharp, like, Fire Emblem. Yeah. So that'd be pretty I like cool. It. I think that would that'd be a really good fit. There's a lot of there's a lot of crossover, and I was mostly just trying to avoid like the first party stuff, like the Metroids right. and the and the Mario's and things shit. like that. I, I think this is the only food. one. Um, oh, what was the <laughs> other one? <laughs> um, Rayman. Like, well, that's already there. That's already on mm. PS3, yeah. PS4. So this was the only I, one. This is the only option. Yeah. You know what? I think it makes sense. Marcus O'Neill writes in. He says, with the incredible success of the Wonderful 101 Kickstarter, I'm curious if you've ever previously backed any kickstarter games i know i backed chicken wiggle that's Same. the only one i've that's ever the only done. one i've ever done too seriously oh mm-hmm. how much how much i think 50 bucks oh yeah i put 20 bucks yeah so i don't remember i i might be I, but canadian dollar who knows who the hell even knows? Oh, and it was much. it was a long time ago but yeah. honestly like i uh, i don't know what i don't know about kickstarter though like yeah, I, I same we're at the point now where it's like the, the thing that maybe is contributing to the success of this one is that people don't have to wait for this at all and like yeah. that's such that's such a huge turnoff for me is like you put out the money and then like years later like people might have kids by then they might have three kids I by mean, the time look these at games come out. Right? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That so, thing was out for years. Yeah. I have other oh, ways to. I don't know. God, what's that one space game that's been there? It's been in Kickstarter, uh, for for fucking eons. I forget what it is. Like Mark Hamill's in the game. Like crazy actors are in this game. Oh really? I'm not sure. Yeah. I forget, but like, yeah, there's like some games that are just forever in limbo. Yeah. Now, Marcus O'Neill also writes, uh, can you describe a game, and it could be a remaster or a new game, that you would absolutely 110% kickstart on day one? The only restriction is that it must be a title that we can realistically expect seeing being funded on Kickstarter. Joe, that means no Bloodborne 2, but... Marcus, it's been 1,780 days since the original <laughs> launch of Bloodborne. <laughs> might not happen, Sean, man. It might not happen. Who knows? I'm losing faith. Sean, what's one game you would like to see remastered, rebooted, spiritual successor of? You know what, man? I don't know. If, does this does this can't like, what about Half-Life 3? Like, I, I'd, I'd pitch money for that. And they said, like, yeah. you'd, they would, like, Valve of all places doesn't need, like, <laughs> a Kickstarter for all of that stuff. No. Uh, I don't know. I, like, I was just kind of saying, like, there are so many games to play right now that I don't need to like throw money down for a game yeah. that's going to come out in a couple of years, anyways. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I have anything. All right. You know what I would do? What would you do? All right. Here's a totally original thought I just had right now, not two hours ago. Spiritual successor of Dead Space. Ooh, th- you Give know what? That's it. a really good one. Give me it. Oh, just you know what? I take back my answer. Team. Okay, that's a that's a, that's an excellent. Yeah. I I want to stay in space. I want Mass Effect remastered. I know. Yeah, that's the that's the correct response. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm pretty good at this stuff. Yeah, Dead know? Space and Mass Effect. That's it. Give it to us, EA. Do, do, Let's all just kickstart EA won't. stuff. Let's just yes. throw our money at EA. That's, <laughs> they won't do it themselves. You might as well fucking do it for them. Mm-hmm. With that, here's a new segment. Because there's PS5 news like every gosh dang week now. And because they're cowards, they won't just announce what it is, then the price reveal. It's called... The PS5 Watch. Yes, not the best segment name. I get it. It's a work in progress. But let's start the PS5 Watch. It's like an Apple Watch. Watch? It's like an Apple Watch? Like it, you put on your wrist, it tells you how many steps you do? PS5 much, Watch? but it's podcast form. It's okay. Podcast form. Okay. Yeah. 
the P- PlayStation launches the PlayStation 5 section on their website. The website states this. We have begun to share some incredible features you can expect from the PlayStation 5, but we are not quite ready to fully unveil the next generation of PlayStation. Sign up below to be the among the first to receive updates as we announce them, including on the PlayStation 5 release date, PS5 price, and up-and-coming roster of PS5 games. Alongside that comes a quote that I found from IGN regarding the price of the PlayStation 5, and it says the following. This comes from uh, Chris Priestman. Sony hasn't fully decided on the price of the PlayStation 5 yet. It seems this is part in due to wanting to see how its competition, the Xbox Series X, is priced, as well as a number of other monetary factors. Sony had a Q3 earnings, earnings call this week, during which financial chief officer Hiroki Tutuki. Like, t- like a Tanuki? I feel like you might I don't be think the that's correct. I think I should just stop. Life. I think I should just stop right now. I'm going to say something I, very offensive. I I feel like like Hiroki Tatuki. It's an adorable name. Like, yeah, I trust chibi. him. <laughs> I, I feel like he's a little stop. chibi man in a suit. Okay, I thought I was going to say something bad. There you go. All right. Stated. <laughs> stated he intended to ensure a smooth transition from PS4 to PS5. And the chibi uh, <laughs> chief <laughs> officer stated this. It. What is not very clear or visible, it's because we're competing in the space. So it's very difficult to discuss anything about price at this point. And depending upon the price level, we may have to determine the promotion that we are going to deploy and how much a cost we are prepared to pay. So it's a question of balance. Tatuki also states, given the PS5 is competing with the Xbox One, Series X, sorry, uh, which is also yet to be given a, its price. It's very difficult to discuss anything in relation to price without tipping the company's hand. Whether this means Sony will wait until the Xbox announces their price first, or the company ultimately decides to announce price first, is unclear. But for now, the approach suggests that Sony is willing to wait on this announcement. Whew, that's a lot of words, Sean. Yeah, man. What do you feel about this? What do you feel about Sony not saying jack shit? I think it's good. I think I think, uh, think so? like the the pessimist is kind of like like what if they really like what if they what if they stumble out of the gates and then right. we can look back on all this and like go maybe there was something yes. here maybe there were the tea leaves that we weren't reading correctly but I don't mm-hmm. think that's the case I think they're still running very very smoothly and of course this to me unless you're gonna allow people to throw money at the price then you don't have to reveal the price. Like the the same moment that they say it costs this much, they say pre-orders are available now. Yeah. So if they're not ready to do one of those things, then they can't do both of those things yeah. or either of those things. And I saw like stupid Twitter battles, like claiming like Sony's in a position of weakness right now because they're they're letting Xbox do all the talking. I don't think that's true either. I think nobody really gives a shit, but the people that are listening to these podcasts, right. us talking about it, the casual audience will know these things exist in June. Yeah, the casual audience doesn't realize that these systems, like the current gen started in 2013 and we're seven, eight years into this damn thing. Yeah. Most people don't care. Even mm-hmm. people who are into it look at it and go, okay, well, let's wait till we see things. And yeah. I think both parties are doing something really smart where Xbox is like, listen, Ninja Theory is going to show you a game with a lady in 
with Viking metal and you're going to dig it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to show you the offices rendered in series X land. Like they're doing awesome things, showing you snippet by snippet and PlayStation puts out a logo and people eat that shit up. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? It's in a, it's kind of a place that like Nintendo lives right now as well. Where they're like, we're going to do a direct sometime. And people are like, sometime. oh, what? It's a positional play for sure. Both both the Japanese console platforms, they get to they get to play with that a little bit. Xbox yeah. has to play a bit of a different game. Google should be playing a completely different game and they're just I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. Dude. So it's it's not that one is better, I don't think, than the other. It's just like I think everybody's playing to, to the cards that they've been dealt and yeah. the situation that they find themselves in. So that's good, yeah. man. And it's yeah. it's interesting where you have where you have like Sony doing the logo and the wired articles and whatever else and then and Xbox is like we're going to be like the first thing you see at the damn game awards like yeah. you don't even know where to look or focus this is awesome yeah, yeah they're doing two unique things yeah it's insane famous Seamus also writes in he says which do you believe will be more expensive the PS5 or the Series X Sean. okay so um Oh crap! Who was it? Um, mm. Who's the Phil who now works at State? Phil Harrison is that who? He's running yep. right, so he's at Stadia. He was <laughs> he's been at all the terrible console launches. He was there for Xbox One, and then he was there for the PS3. Right? Put him so after the chat for Phil Harrison. Oh my gosh! Well, he was on Unlocked with I, Ryan McCaffrey talking yeah. about how in, if you thought you knew how much the PS3s cost to manufacture, like you have no idea. Like the, what yeah. they sold them for, if you thought that they were expensive to buy, you have no idea what they're what they cost to um, to manufacture. So I think Sony could do that again. I think they could yeah. have an expensive unit and and still have the strategy and the wherewithal to undersell it, to have yeah. it to take it at a, at a loss for sure. Microsoft has deep, deeper pockets though, and I think they could do the exact same thing. So they could have a super, even more powerful unit, priced at the same or even less. Um, but the other the other thing I would say here, especially coming from the Xbox drive, of course, Xbox is um, laying out the framework for a different ways to buy that system. Whereas I'm wondering if PlayStation's only option to buy it is like go in there and shell out $500 and that's it. Whereas Xbox, you can do the subscription model, the things that you've been familiar with, right. with your phones and $25 a month, you get a system and Xbox Live and Game Pass and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, they so have a be- service now. It used to just be in the Windows Store, but now you you can have a a monetary plan with uh, Amazon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's, not- it's it's a difficult question to ask because like what which one will be more expensive? I think is only one fifth of the question yeah. when you think about like all the different ways that you can actually walk home with one of these systems. So I think Sony is willing to do crazy things, and I think we've seen it this generation with like do you? things they crossplay. Yeah, I think they're going to be super traditional. I think Sony's going to come out the door with a four ninety nine system. They're going to be super traditional, but like they're going to. I think they are going to undercut the 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 price. Oh, for sure. The Series X is by a hundred bucks, like they did with the PS4. I could see it, I, and yeah. that's how they'll balance. That's how Microsoft will balance that as well. They'll be more expensive, but like you don't have to shell out all that money all at once. Exactly. And so some people and like that, and some people don't like that subscription I, model. Like, like real talk, I don't like it. Yeah, I, I hate it actually. Like, Do you I hate really having to pay sixty bucks a month for my goddamn iPhone? Yeah, we should just pay it like up front. You know what I mean? Um, so like yeah, nine hundred dollars up front. Wait a minute. Wait. A minute. You'd rather pay like nine hundred dollars for a phone than sixty dollars at a time. Remember when it, the good old days when they was subsidized by like the carriers? Mm-hmm. It was like just three hundred, four hundred bucks. Yeah, those are the days. Yeah, those are the Ooh, days. I That's true. I but like man. Keep the money in your own pocket. Don't don't don't. <laughs> don't trust these big corporations. What are we doing? I'm just saying. Don't don't shell. Like keep if if some, if you have a choice, 
of spending this is this is financial hour with Sean Capri. If you have a choice between having a thousand dollars in your pocket or taking that thousand dollars and shelling out sixty dollars of it every month for the next couple of years, keep the thousand dollars in your pocket, man. You might need something else. Something else might come up. Keep that dollars in your pocket. Don't don't give it to somebody else that's giving you the option. Come on, man. But then if I don't pay like if I skip a month by accident, some big guy named like I don't know. Dolores is gonna come. He's gonna beat the shit out of me. You know. Yeah, but it's, you still got time on your side, man. You can you can go like, I don't know, shovel some walks or something, or mow a lawn <laughs> or whatever. Do something that you're not proud of. I don't know. There's yeah. always ways around the it. Goddamn hippie. Mm-hmm. Um, PS5. I think it'll be uh, least expensive, but also least powerful. That's realistically. Yeah, but I barely. Think I, I think I think we all know where this is going. To be honest with yeah. you, I don't even know if we're all going to be surprised. Honestly, I don't even think we, we're going to fucking tell. <laughs> That's the thing. The That's the day. interesting thing of like this yeah. twelve and nine teraflops and whatever else. Like, who knows, man? Who knows? What's the PS4 Pro? Is it four or something? Yeah, four something. Four. Most people can't tell that 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 like the digital foundry stuff between Red Dead Redemption on Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro. Like, noticeable, sure, but yeah, I don't know. It's not. It's yeah. It doesn't blow my socks off. Mister Spiky asks, "Will PS4 games be available on the PlayStation Five store?" There, I think so. Absolutely. I think that's what they mean when they're talking about a smooth transition. Uh, I think it means the marketplace is just the PlayStation marketplace. It kind of no, has to, doesn't it? Yeah, it kind of has. Yeah, absolutely. Like, has is that to. is that where you're at? Like, because I'll I'll probably end up getting one eventually. Anyway, I'm not even sure about day one for for Series X, and it's mostly just a, a dollar thing as well. Yeah, but like, do you is that a major blow as a as a PlayStation yes. fan? Is that a major blow if you can't take your Last of Us two? And pop oh, it into your PS5. Because I think, like, even Xbox has stated it, PlayStation has stated it, right? Full backwards compatibility with PS4, PSVR. You need that because I think what we've gone into now with, like, the iPhone generation is we want you stuck on this ecosystem. Yeah. And the reason why I don't leave from my iPhone to, to an Android, honestly, God, truth, because I would love a Pixel, is because I've invested a shit ton of money into my iPhone because it works with my MacBook. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And because it works with my Apple Watch. It's all been paired to have this this synchronous, like, you know, platform where you're just stuck there because all the apps you have are there because you spent so much money there. And I think that's what PlayStation and Xbox want you to do is, well, I'm here because Witcher, Bloodborne, all the shit that I love is here. So I'm just going to stay here. Yeah. That's half of the reason why I'm still, you know, a PlayStation gamer on in terms of like third party. Mm-hmm. Cuz I like trophies. I like this yeah. ecosystem. All my shit's here. You know? That it's it's kind of like why people hate moving. <laughs> That's I have true. all my shit here. I don't want to move my shit from one room to the other. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. Uh with that, you know what? Enough of this. Enough of this garbage. Let's talk about how the Xbox boss, Phil Spencer himself, doesn't consider Nintendo or Sony as their biggest competitors. This comes from Matt Kim over at IGN. A new console generation is almost here, but even though there are flashes of old console rivalry with the imminent release of the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5, Xbox boss, Phil Spencer, says he's more worried about Amazon and Google. With an interview with Protocol, Phil Spencer stated the following. I don't want to fight over format wars with Nintendo and Sony. While Xbox or while Amazon and Google are focusing on how to get gaming to 7 billion people around the world. Ultimately, that's the goal. Here's the thing. When I hear some of this talk about seven, reaching 7 billion people across the globe, right, Sean? 
I also hear the same rhetoric back in the day when VR was supposed to change the way we game. Do you think some of this is fluff from Phil Spencer? Do you think that cloud gaming is going to to break waves like Phil thinks? Do you think, even going even further, that PlayStation is behind on this race in terms of five years from now, if if streaming is the key? I I, th- I answer, I think, yes to most of those questions. Um, yeah. That, yeah, I think Sony is behind the eight ball. And if there were, like, if there's going to be a quantum leap in yeah. in video games, it has to be to that magnitude, right? Like, we've kind of been at this 100 million uh, level over the last couple of console generations when something is a smashing success. Like, yeah. right, PS4, amazing. Like, we've never seen anything like it. Switch, we've never seen anything like it. And still there is a limit. It seems like there's a ceiling on how many consoles or how many gamers can be engaged with this thing. And so if you're at the top level, if you're a CEO, if you're at the top of a of a gaming platform, you can't be okay with that. You can't be okay with the ceiling being 100 million, 100 million units ever. And while I know, I've seen some kind of snarky tweets on, which I actually have to giggle at, it's like, okay, stop talking about the seven billion. Why don't you try and hit a hundred million first? You know what I mean? Like, there's that's God hilarious. Damn. That's actually hilarious. I seen that. But that's, order, that's a good dig, dude. That's, in order to stretch yourself, in order to to try and think about how are you going to like grow your business, you got to shoot for this for the stars, man. I don't know that they'll ever hit seven billion. I don't know if they'll hit a billion, but you have to have some sort of like focused, realistic strategy to get your numbers way, way up there, and it's well beyond. So. I think some of the context, I think some of the, sorry, some of the quotes are taken a little bit out of context and people love to harp on somebody or a a spokesperson or a quote that says like, I don't think of this person's competition. Like they're too good for them or like they just like, it always gets kind of misconstrued. Like Nintendo doesn't think of Sony or Microsoft as as competition. You're like, oh, well, good for you. And it's like, I don't really think that's what he's saying. But like, if you think about the next like 10, 15, 20 years, who's going to have the dollars to try and create a focused effort for 7 billion people. Sony's really good for having an effort and concerted effort and targeted focus on 100 million people or 100 million units walking out the door. They're really great at that. But do they have the kind of resources and the team and everything else to scale that up to the planet? And I think you've already seen them concede that they don't. I mean, last year, we talk about it all the time. They signed that deal with Microsoft to get Azure servers because they know they're behind. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, they know they're behind. They know they have to catch up. They know that they have this generation in the bag and that in the beginning of this generation, they'll have these companies like Google, like Amazon come in. And look, some of them will fall flat on their face. Look at Stadia. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It's like the kid eating glue in math class. Oh, Jesus. It's, it's, <laughs> Why I'm glue sorry. Math class? That's true. Yeah, I know. What's he doing with Just glue? get a calculator. <laughs> Just get a pencil <laughs> Get a it's not arts and crafts over here, dude. But like, that's the thing is, you you could see them fail, see where they're faltering, and then you can capitalize on it. That's why I have faith that Sony will catch up. It might not be the best. Like PSN took a while, took but a it's a risk while. and reward thing, there. though, too, right? It's a yeah. risk and reward where Google might not be comfortable with the risk where they got to throw like a, like. Just, you you can don't just flip a switch and scale up to seven billion people. Right. Like there is some, and that's where where Nintendo has really succeeded over the last little while. Is like they know their base, right? Mm-hmm. Like they they don't try to go outside of their their comfort zone or anything. They 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 innovate with a cool console and they have great games, and that's their that's their safe space. And they've yeah. seen like they have been dominated by PlayStation over a couple generations, and they Sounds still hot. stayed the course. 
totally dominated. Yeah, it was leather and balls and everything, like the rubber yeah. balls, the you know, the mouth. Miyamoto. Oh, I don't know about that. He's just so roof. nice. He's just he's sitting in the corner just playing his guitar. Yeah. Just serenading the whole thing. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm setting the mood. Yep. But I don't no, know. I it, think, there I is, there's value. Like this isn't to say, like, that Sony's doing it wrong. Like, they could be, they could actually, the, the, maybe the history books are being written right now. And we look back and go, look at all these idiots trying to take over the world, like Pinky and the Brain. And, these, and Sony and Nintendo are just like, how about we just like make great games and make cool consoles yeah. that people want to buy at $400? Yeah. And I think also like what Phil's trying to do is also pretty cool because I think what what you're seeing him try to do is like, listen, we're just trying to get, I think 7 billion people is a marketing term. I think what he's really meaning is we're just trying to get this as many people as we can. We of course. We'll sell the box. We'll pretend like it matters, but it really doesn't because at the end of the day, it's Game Pass. It's Netflix. It's about making billions upon billions of bucks and that's what it really really is about so yeah i i'm excited and i also don't i don't feel like xbox at this point they they know what what it is you 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 look at the top five consoles whether you throw handhelds in there or just home consoles the top five consoles are dominated by nintendo and playstation Mm -hmm. xbox ain't there right that's just science and so i think they're just looking at it going why compete here I mean, we'll still do well, but we won't do gangbusters. What if we just break the barrier of a console and we could be anywhere? Now that's something. It, it seems almost like trying to do. It's almost like because we often talk about how young and almost immature the video games industry is, and is this yeah. the, is this the maturation that we've kind of been waiting for, where it, everything kind of transforms into movie studios, where like Microsoft is like a movie studio with like the various movie directors and writers and scripts and everything they get, you know, greenlit from that perspective, and you watch it on all these different theaters or you have the blu-rays that you buy or the digital rentals or whatever all the different storefronts like it seems like that's where things seem to be going and the thing is that we all kind of joke and scoff at like the power of the cloud we've almost heard it too much but like every other innovation in the world is being powered by the cloud so it doesn't really it actually makes sense for that to be the direction for games to go yeah and i mean when you when you just riddled off what you can watch movie wise that's what this is. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's just another it's way entertainment. to game, whether you want to or not. You could use the cloud. You cannot. You could use physical media. You could use digital. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter as long as there's different ways to consume and different revenue streams. That's what they only care about. Yeah. You know? Talk about different revenue streams. Let's talk about one that's closing down. PlayStation's <laughs> man- Listen, not the smoothest transition. Not proud of it either. Manchester like Studio. It. Set the shut down. This comes from Tom Phillips from Eurogamer. Fine. Okay, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> right? Bad joke. With that, PlayStation will shut down its Manchester-based VR studio. Eurogamer, a sister site, GameIndustry.biz, confirmed last night. Quietly formed in May of 2015 as a Northwest studio and later renamed Manchester Studio, the team was founded to work on an unannounced VR project, PSVR projects. Manchester Studio was yet to ship its own game. All staff have are believed to be made redundant. PlayStation told uh, GameIndustry.biz, is that it had shut down the studio as quote as part of its efforts to improve efficiency and optimal effectiveness the decision brings back memories of fellow playstation studios like gorilla cambridge demise in 2017 after working on psvr game 
Riggs. Manchester Studio also employed former Evolution staff, the Drive Club developer PlayStation shut down Damn. in 2016 while working on Drive Club VR. Holy shit, what a rough go those devs Those kids can't catch had. a break, man. Holy Seriously. cow. Seriously. Thoughts, of course, go out to anybody affected. Um, I got a question for you, Sean. Mm-hmm. I, did you buy a PSVR? I forget. You were on I did, and I took it back. <laughs> and you, you know, it and it's not. It's had nothing to do. It, I all it, honestly, it's just a matter of like, like I said, I play everything, but at a certain yeah. point, it's too many ecosystems. It's too, much. It's yeah. too many. Like there, and I would have had. I would have had a via, PSVR. I would have played the mouse game, and I would play the the robot game, and yeah. that gun shooty shooty game, and, and the, the I would that, certainly look forward to beans. that um, Iron Man flying game oh, yeah. that that it got delayed. Great stuff. There's a person that describes. I know, isn't it? Isn't that just terrible? I'm just. I'm being. I'm being a dinkish about it. Uh, Great games. There's no denying that there are games that I actually want to play. But like, it's just. It's honestly just a matter of time for me. And it's a nice, easy way for me to like. I look at one of my friends who has only an Xbox, and he's not a fanboy at all. He's just like, I don't want to buy games for three systems anymore. He's like, he just picked one, and he didn't look back. He's got no regrets. He's an engineer, so that's kind of. He's just like he's very analytical. I know. It's there's something endearing about it for sure. But I can't Sean, do that. Real talk. Why? Why don't we have our own podcast? We should have it. We this should do so it together. This is I fun. Know. We could we do it at three so in the morning every Wednesday, man. Every... <laughs> Promise. I think I'm free. <laughs> I don't think I've got a podcast booked at listen, that time. Anyways, listen, listen. Um, what do you feel though? PlayStation closing. I feel out a lot of love studio. for you. This sucks, man. Of course, this yeah. sucks. This is. But like, does it hurt your like the vision of VR? Do you think it's this is a, a VR-less direction for PlayStation? What do you think? I mean, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know that you can really ever, people like to do like the doom and gloom thing. They like to really extrapolate one thing and they, they make it, you know, the scenario and the narrative for the next yeah. five years. And it's like, this is, maybe it just wasn't working out. Maybe there was, maybe there's somebody who's just like hemorrhaging dollars in the studio and didn't really know what they were doing. I, don't, I have no idea. I mean, But I don't yeah. think it necessarily well, speaks to like the state of VR and no. Sony's belief in it. Yeah, and I because I've seen some people fear monger that, and I'm just like, guys, this it, they never made a, a a game, right? It just maybe never they were just out. prototyping some stuff that didn't really pan yeah. out. It happens all the time. It happens all the time, and also when we think about it, I think PlayStation rather have studios that aren't just focused on VR. I think the only studio that has worked out for them on that path is uh, is the London studio. That's mm-hmm. it. That made Blood and Truth a fantastic game. But they've been doing a lot of indie stuff and reaching out to other developers to make VR stuff. And then when you take a look at the purchase of Insomniac, remember, Insomniac has internal teams. I believe like two or three that worked on Oculus and Rift stuff. Mm-hmm. So they have people that understand VR and have a brand name associated with it that could carry a game marketing wise, right? Like if you see the makers of Spider-Man are making a PSVR game, you're suddenly way more interested in that game. You maybe, know? maybe I think, I think honestly the half-life situation is going to tell the story Yeah, that if that doesn't do it. And I've, I've often said actually that uh, I was not anticipating a half-life thing. So I wasn't saying that, but um, Nintendo, if Nintendo dives into to VR in a big, bad way, they can change the sure. tide. I think they absolutely can. I don't honestly don't know if anybody else can. So I don't think necessarily that this changes anything positive or negative. I think mm-hmm. it it continues to feed the narrative that we see right now, which is VR is there. It exists. People who have it, they like it. Yeah, but I like mine. PS5 is coming out right away, dude. And we're going to be talking about no load times. We're talking about all the teraflops. Like, 
we're about to get wowed by the things that we know in our hearts and we've been trained and cultivated over the decades to look for. VR is still a little new, man. We don't we're not going to be swayed in a big, huge, like momentous it's way. It's going to take, yeah, it's going to take steps. And again, I, we, we always reiterate what Shu said. This is PS1. PSVR is PS1. Well, we'll probably I don't even know PS2. if it's that. It's not even selling as well as Connect. That's the, that's the other thing. Like, it's a cool experiment. It's a uh, cool thing right. to have on the side. Yeah. But like, let's be real about it, man. It's not, it is like, we're, it sells what? Is it 5 million units? Is that what I, yep. what I heard last time? So yep. like, it's, it's, it's fine. Yeah. But this, does, like I said, this doesn't go like, it's all over. It's like, well, it wasn't really a giant success to start with, if we're being real. But it also is doing okay. So this is, I feel, like par for the course, if that's oh, fair to say. I think that is fair to say, Sean. And Let me I, just I, I, walk along this fence a little more so I don't, like, you know, upset. I'll actually just upset both sides of the camp. Just do it. Just do yeah, it. Just piss <laughs> just on both sides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll just, you know, just flows yeah. back and forth. No, I, I think you're right. I mean, it hasn't sold extremely well but i do think sony i think sony does see potential in where vr is going and i think it's a space that they still want to be in and i think you're seeing i think you're starting to see people finally get excited for it with things like the oculus uh quest like i want that being able to just nothing like i would love a psvr where no i don't need a playstation to play it Mm -hmm. you know i think that that is to me a future that I could see them going in and then just being able to plug into the PlayStation five and then get that high fidelity. That'd be dope. Well, that'd there's, there's, dope. there's a theme that's happening on this episode, Joe, and it's about focus, man. Like, and I think mm-hmm. that um, Sony is maybe finding maybe, it, maybe there's a benefit to just focusing on the console market, just yeah. like Nintendo did when they combined like their console and their handheld, like when they got rid of the three DS and the, and the Wii U and they just made it all into one thing. And all of a sudden like that thing is this monster. Everybody wants it. It's always got Gary games. Like, always coming that may be a realization that sony comes to like the thing that i just continue to be surprised at is like a five percent attach rate for something that everybody's saying is great is not encouraging Mm -hmm. in the psvr so like if there's five million right sold on a hundred million plus install base like that attach rate is actually pretty abysmal and there's been great sales there's been great reasons to buy there's no other like we're not waiting for a killer app. There's a few of them. We're not waiting for a killer sale. There have been a few of them. There's great bundles. Every It's familiar. So maybe they just, maybe it, those are the types of things that I lead, that I look to, to, to go, what is the story of PSVR rather than yeah. a studio opening or closing to tell the yeah. whole narrative. Same, same. I agree. I agree 110%. I think it could go either way and we'll have to find out who. With that, Kyle. Wait, Kyle, prediction. Kyle, PS4. You did it again. PS5. Yeah. Ha- comes with PSVR and it doesn't work unless you have your PSVR plugged in, just Damn. like the Kinect was for Xbox. One. Can you imagine? <laughs> and who comes best. out of who comes out of retirement out of his log cabin in Canada after getting retired of the golden parachute from Zynga or wherever he was? Don yep. Matrick comes Don out, Matrick. hand in hand with Mark Cerny, says, "Guess what? If you want, if you want a system that has an optional PSVR." We have a system for it. It's called the PS4. Don Matrick, he'll he'll give you all the greatness, I man. I wonder what he's doing. I bet he's in a lock cabin. He's in a, he's in a, a lock cabin. He's working on his beard. He's got yep. a plaid shirt and an axe. Yep. And he's just, you know, sustaining his own life. I remember when I ruined consoles. <laughs> no, he's like, he's like Ben Still at the end of Dodgeball. He's yeah. fucking Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a call. It's Phil, Phil Harrison. Hey, you got Phil like Spencer. room in that cabin? <laughs> exactly. That's like, if somebody does comics out there, I'd love to see that as like a like a Please. political. How is this not a thing? Does anybody do like political comics, like you know, like the New York Times or whatever? Yeah. But like for but video just games, do it for video games, do like a one square, like a one panel, 
thing? Dude, I that's a thing. Got, yeah, I think the closest we have is like Shinobi uh, or, or um, mm-hmm, the guys that mm-hmm. make gifts. Wayne Knight. On Twitter. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, this former CEO, Kazurai. God bless. I love it. Uh, listen, before we get into the drop, there is some flash news I need everybody to know about. Dream's full release comes three days earlier for early access players. So if you played it, if you bought it early access, you could play it on the 11th instead of the 14th. So get hyped for that. Wait a minute. No, you can't skip past this. Y'all just crap all over anytime Xbox says it's the ultimate editions or whatever and how nasty that is. I'm glad you're excited. I just want to call that out. The hypocrisy. Why? It's real. The, the early access stuff, people people should on. Not you specifically, but if anybody well, I mean, ever has, I want you to just reflect a little bit. Okay, I've heard but let it. me reflect in, in, right fucking back at you <laughs> <laughs> by saying they got it $10 cheaper, and now they're getting the official release three days earlier. I think that's a win-win. Wait a minute. You get it cheaper when you get it earlier? Yeah. That doesn't make you any sense. Why, don't you just, why isn't that just the date? Well, that was the incentive for you to buy it in early access was it's 30 bucks. But the full release is forty. I see. That's cool. That's not face. the same thing. I understand. <laughs> I'm not you? even embarrassed about it. You fucked up, future. Okay. Uh, next, new PlayStation Now arrivals: The Evil Within, Lego Worlds, City Skylines. Over 800 games on PlayStation Now, but we don't care about it because the first parties aren't there. Why not? So, uh, <laughs> it's real good. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, PlayStation Now is good. It's good. It's good. And now with that, <clears throat> Sean. Are you holding on to something? I'm like laying on the ground, man. Let's do this. All right, good. Because it's 2 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) And now, uh, as of recording, prepare the drop for February 4th, 2020. Each and every week, the PlayStation storefront sees a slew of the latest and greatest in all things games onto the PlayStation store. (laughs) I fucked up. Keep doing it. Keep the only going. problem yes. is that there are way too many awesome games to name. So each week, each host picks one game of their choosing. This week, Joe's pick Zombie Army 4. Nice. Dead War. Hitler's Hordes are back for more in this spine-chilling shooter. Uh, occult enemies, epic weapons... And new campaign for one to four players await as you fight to save humanity from the evil undead Armageddon, who are also super xenophobic. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Racist zombies. They're dead. They don't have any consciousness. Joe, they they're, just they're, just, they're just following orders, Joe. <laughs> they're just following orders, man. They're just poor zombies. They don't. They can't think for themselves. Know, man. Can I ask you a question? Know. Yeah. Is this following the, the tremendous success of the previous three Zombie Army Dead War games that we had never heard of I don't before? know, man. I don't know. I'd never heard of this series before. It's really? Like, I, I've heard of them. I've have you really? Them. Okay, well, at least yeah. there's that. But like, it's, it's like one of those like classic horror like series where you're just like, and there's nine of them? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> now there's four zombie army games, I guess? Like, cool. Well, it's Rebellion. So they've made, uh, like, this the Sniper Elite series. Mm-hmm. They made those games. So it's like Sniper Elite, but, like, undead version. I see. Yeah. Okay. It looks fun. Um, I want like you know. to make my pick based on a few people getting excited about it. a different game, man. Go for it. And actually, as I look closer at this graphic yeah. that is not included in the, ten- in the, the title, this is Jim Henson's 
the Dark Crystal Age oh, of Resistance shit. tactics. I didn't realize this was like a like a universe of, that was created by Jim Henson, who obviously Muppets and Fraggle Rock and everything that just raised us 80s kids for sure. Um, lead a fledging resistance of Gelfing against their oppressive overlords. So it's kind of linked to the whole, you know, Nazi yeah. thing. Yeah, this, the sexies. Is that what that is? Those Skeksis. <laughs> Sorry. It's late. Across more than 50 unique turn-based tactics RPG battles, recruit and customize new allies by assigning them jobs, modifying their abilities, and outfitting them with equipment to ensure victory. The screams Final Fantasy Tactics yeah. with a weird, like, drug-induced cocaine, yeah. uh, Jim Henson's imagination. I'm all over it. And I know that yeah. our good friend, the blandest explosion of them all, Gare Bland, he's looking forward to this big time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Look at you, Garrett Bland. Mm-hmm. He's a big into tactics in, in RPGs of that nature. He can't let that intellect go to waste, man. Yeah. We're all or sitting here RPGs, like shooting things. Fantasy. He loves yeah. and, and the 4X games that I don't know what that stands for, but apparently yeah. that's a thing. It's, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Twitch.tv slash Garrett Bland. Or sorry, nope. Bland Explosion. Got it. <laughs> Check our good friend out. He supports us. We support them. That's how it works. Um, yeah. So there you go. That's been the drop. And last but not leastly. Let's get into some Andy House's snail mail. Mm-hmm. Right, can I sneak this. in? I can sneak in. I mean, to Andy House's house. Yeah. I'd be like, "Hey, we have the same queen, right? We're friends. We're friends." Boom! And I hit him over the head with an Xbox Series X or an Xbox Elite Series Two controller, and he's like, "Oh, ow! Did you want the sugar with your <laughs> Don't do the wrong accent. I thought for queen this... and for country. <laughs> for queen and your bitch. Down we and took out, your and prince, I'm gonna, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, I don't know what side of the house that the mailbox is. Could you point me in the direction of the mailbox? Because I don't know. Like, we put ours in the front, but is yours one of those super boxes around like, the corner? He's in, like, the corner. He's just, like, he's holding his head. He's like, it's in the left. <laughs> <laughs> Over on the left. <laughs> Meanwhile, his kids are just staring at the corner, just jaw drops, staring at me like, what did you do to my dad? <laughs> papa, papa, are you all right? Oh, mm-hmm. kids, go to your rooms. You don't want to see any of this. And I look at them square this. in the eye, and I say, when you grow up, and if you still want revenge, I'll be waiting. Oh, shit. Kill Bill just, style. Damn. Yeah, man. I'm so glad you got that reference. I just <laughs> watched it last night. Dude, what a badass ending, too. Oh, man. That whole movie. Right? That is that a perfect movie? I think it is. The first Kill Bill? Absolutely. Oh, that's interesting. Mm, I was going to say the two. I, my, my preference is, I never, is volume two. I never watched two. I would be Ooh, oh. Can they we watch it together? You know what? We should yeah. do one of those like Netflix, like watch along things. Oh, we should. Like, oh, you hang up when we're done. Like, yeah, oh, you hang yeah. up. That's what we're going to do at the end of the show. They should make another Kill Bill where it's that little girl and she fucking kills. I heard that that was a thing. Dude, let's do it. Well, even like, we'll even it. the brides, even, even, you know, Uma Thurman's character. I don't, yeah. I feel like I'm not want to spoil her name because they like bleep it out for the first like two uh, thirds of the whole thing. Yeah. Beatrix Kiddo. Yeah. I got uh, that her daughter, Bibi. Her daughter could grow up to be this super ninja samurai. And yeah. she could go on like a one-on-one like Oreo yeah. battle with yeah. Vivica Fox's kid or whoever that was. Okay. Is that who that was? Looking like Uma Thurman, something, oh something, yeah. Something. What you were know? we doing? Yeah, that's we're the stealing song. some mail or something. Oh right, 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 right. Uh, wake up. Okay, okay. <laughs> so Andy House is bleeding on the ground. <laughs> right. I've threatened his He's kid. He's like, I really made I'm a bloody off mess of things. <laughs> <laughs> Just to repaint the picture again. Please, yeah. somebody illustrate this. Please. <laughs> Me in a Kill Bill, like the, in the yellow motorcycle outfit, with a samurai sword or an Xbox controller, <laughs> and a big goose egg on Andy House's head, <laughs> and his kid just horrified at the scene. <laughs> and I've just got his, all his mail and his postage, mm-hmm. all his eviction notices that he'll never get. 
Oh, all those bankruptcy all notices. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yep. Fifth Listen, final I notice. run his cards. Sorry, Andy. I run his cards. Who, who cares? Anyway, Ethan writes in, with Valentine's Day coming up, who's the best video game couple? Ooh. You know what, man? It's such a it's such a cop out. Yeah, sorry for the but, cough. Yeah, what's that? I said sorry for the cough. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. Um, Nathan, Nathan Drake, and his lady. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say Chloe, us. Chloe. Oh, um, dude, it should have been. What if? What been. if parallel universe? I just I would watch it. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't? You'd be lying to yourself if you. Oh, you'd me. watch that. Oh, I watch. I see what you're saying. You know? I see what you're saying. Oof. Yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Let me think. Let me think right here. Uh... Does Spider Man count? Peter Parker and the Mary Jane. Like that was <sighs> that was like, that, they, Mary Jane was such a cutie in the in the Spider Man game. Does it? Uh, you think so? I think yeah, so. Okay. I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ultimate couple. You know what? Because you're on the show, Master Chief and Katana. That's Cortana. so weird. That's no. That's yeah. so bizarre. Plug me in. Oh, I know. It's so I don't like it. I never made it. That's never. That's never made it. You know what, dude? There's a couple yeah. cool cutie couples in Coffee Talk, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm gonna get that. Well, real talk. Uh, in all honesty, the next top tier episode is going to release on Valentine's Day, where me and Kyle will argue who is the best, nay, hottest video game couple. Anybody that uh, Commander Shepard jumped in with and jumped into bed with we have rules we have rules we Garris, can only, if it's jack if it's mass effect it can only be like one character you can't just name and, and it can't be just all bioware no and then miranda then oh absolutely miranda. Like, then, yeah that's it it's either garris or miranda garris oh man so weird he's gotta take care of me dude he's just he just sounds old and kind of boring like uh yeah. like his best days are behind him well, but he like you walk in and he's just reading a book. Can't you know? You know, he's just gonna take care of me. What about what about Chloe and uh, General Grievous? Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. Sky's yeah, man. It's a- Ray writes in uh, last question of the night. With all the delays being announced, what are games? What games do you have already purchased or downloaded that you look forward to getting to play now? So with all the game delays, what what are games that are in your backlog that you're looking Ooh. forward to play? Well, I just finished Sleeping Dogs, man. Yeah, uh, which is like super. It's a definitive edition, so it actually was. I was reminded looking at when I finished it, I'm like, I kind of want to like consume more about this game. I was looking up like old video reviews. Colin Moriarty did the review of the definitive edition for IGN, mm-hmm. and I watched an old. I know Victor Lucas from EP is yeah. huge about this game. I really enjoyed my time with it, and honestly. I'm like, for better or for worse, like the archaic sort of controls and like that that's an old game. I'm like, yeah. maybe I'm ready for Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> like maybe it's just, just walking. Because I that was a game that I bought. I paid full price for it. Yeah. I paid or I played for maybe five hours, six hours. I was like, I cannot spend thirty five minutes on Can a I horse. Be real with you? Yeah. Don't play it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. It's it's not a Sean game. It's not a Sean game. Well, I'm thinking about like Witcher is another one that definitely comes Ooh, to mind. Deus Ex uh Mankind Divided. Is another mm-hmm. game that's been on there for a really, really long time. Um, I don't know, man. What about you? I definitely have like I've got all the games pre um, pre ordered. Like I... Cyberpunk's pre ordered. Final Fantasy yeah. remake has been pre ordered since they announced it in like twenty like nine two thousand nine. Last of Us I have pre ordered three. Last times, of Us two, mm-hmm. just in case because I have it. I have the super edition pre ordered at Best Buy, and you know mm-hmm. how they like to fuck up. So I, have that I gotta finish Death Stranding. 
Ooh. I do have it right here. I, I should be finishing this. I am really appreciating on all the consoles, there's nothing. Like, there really, there's... I played Coffee Talk this weekend because it was three hours. And I played Sleeping Dogs and things like that. So I should be tackling my backlog for sure. Yeah. yeah I've been just enjoying just playing games that I want to play, you know? Like, again, platinuming Uncharted, The Lost Legacy. That's now cool. I think I'll probably get back to, like, Telltale's Batman right before nice. we're going to do... Uh, a road to greatness on Darksiders and Dreams. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we got things lined up. We got mm-hmm. things lined up. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, Ray also asked this because um, I like to shit on Quantic Dreams and he loves Quantic Dreams. So he says, uh, what Quantic Dream game do you hope comes to the PlayStation 5? You know what, Ray? I'll answer this. Whatever Quantic Dream you want to see on the PlayStation 5. How about that? Does he mean like a game that already exists just being ported over? Yeah, he's teasing me because I because Ray, huge supporter, love him. He he just made his first YouTube video. Congratulations! To, oh, sweet fantastic, man! Fantastic, by the way. Awesome. Keep on doing it. Keep on doing it. Nice. And uh, he yeah he loves Quantic Dreams and he he cosplayed as um I'm just gonna call him Carlos and Carla Jason <laughs> Jason Jason. Yeah. If if you were to to make a Quantic Dream game like genre, mm-hmm. what would it mm-hmm. be? Ooh, you know I'm what, man? Comedy. I don't know if he can do comedy though. It's got to be. It's got to be kind of. Already does it now. What do you mean? Oh, oh snap! Damn, man. You think I was going to be civil? He thought wrong. You know, it'd be great as I don't know if it would be a Quantic yeah. Dream thing that they would do, but in that style would be like I love these um, these video game uh, history books, like uh, mm. Console Wars and things like that. I'd love to like be a participant in those, but mm. then like create almost like alternate realities like what if nintendo actually partnered with sony like how does that actually play out like the the butterfly effect that is empowered by the quantic dreams type of mechanics i think is really neat man so it'd be cool to see like yeah like what if what if the rock didn't announce like the the xbox alongside what if it was john cena instead what if it was john cena what if it was stone cold steve what was the undertaker yeah, could have been the Undertaker. I like it, and mm-hmm. you know what? As much as we shit on uh, uh, Quantic Dreams, as much as I do, just for just, um, they are also instrumental on revitalizing the point to click. You know, the 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 story focus. I like them, man. Yeah, I liked uh, I like Detroit a lot more. I like, yeah, I. I, I know, know a lot what? of people I like to I hate need on to it. Give it's, that game a, another chance. It was cool, That's man. Just just going through with an open mind and an open heart. His name wasn't Carlos; it was Connor. Connor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, he's. I liked him. I liked his story. It was dope. With that, one last thing before we go, we want to thank each and every month. Thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash badbit. Now, you guys know Phil Spencer's an intern mm-hmm. every single month. And I missed it last month, so we're doing it twice this month. He hands me a paper, a list of all the patrons supporting the show. We call it the filibuster. And <laughs> with that, starting this month, you love it. You love it. You I know. It. I know. Uh, starting with the Silver Plus tier, we want to thank Ray Martinez, Jonathan Brown, and Daniel Welsh. Our Silver tier member, uh, Brandon Myers, the winner gamer himself. Fuck, we activated him. Mm-hmm. So many lives are lost. The Bronze Plus tier members, Max Dex, uh, Decker-Smith, uh, Todd Oxra, Matthew, Andrew Furman, Catherine, 
Aaron Doherty, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, wow, wow, Marcus O'Neill, and at the bronze tier, Famous Seamus, Sean Capri, and at the thank you tier, Billy Laporta, Tim Ulf, Ribo Flavins, Garrett Bland, Stephen Fontana, Nathan McErnie, Antonio Guillen, Alex Van Aken, uh, Luke Lore, and Adam Kaz. And I'm sorry if I missed your name or I mispronunciated it. Uh, not only am I tired, but I'm also probably illiterate. And so with that, Sean, is there anything you want to pimp out before we leave? As always, I like to pimp out myself. Uh, $6 an hour. Or you can listen to the Xbox Drive. It's a, it's a, the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. I literally record it in my car. The, the laptop sits in the passenger seat. I tether it with my work phone because I ain't using my own data for damn sure. Jump on a Skype call with Ryan Turford, the man on the moose. It's uh, 30 to 40 minutes, so it fits in your commute because it obviously fits in mine. I record it on the way home. And um, you know what, man? We, we've always, like, we've had a really cool relationship with our yeah. two podcasts. Like, we've okay. sort of always been kind of like sister podcasts together. Yeah. So if you like one, you definitely like the other. We're friends. And if you support this show, you can support my show. If you support my show, you support this show. It's yeah. all good, man. So that's it that's and also oh you know what we the gamer cast is back and it's new and it's weekly and it's yeah. sweet hangs with strangers on the internet and it's it feels good man it's uh it was Jared Gauthier this week mm-hmm. next week it's gonna be um N64 Josh Ooh. and maybe even actually I can't even tease who's gonna be after that I know who's gonna be after that but I'm booked up until like March dude and it's awesome it feels great when are you gonna interview my mom oh that's a, you know what I should do it on Valentine's Day that should be a Valentine's Day special. I'm not gonna. I'm busy, man. Come on. Come on, man. You're right. You got a wife. You got a wife. I got a wife. Yeah. We were playing Catan. I just dominated Chelsea in Catan tonight, dude. It was embarrassing. Just Just yeeted her. her. Oh, my God, dude. Of course, Mm -hmm. you can find this show on any RSS feed. You can find it on Spotify, Google Play, and rate us five stars on iTunes. Or you can find the show video version at youtube.com slash games and find my other video content where we just talk about news or game news and reviews that you maybe care about. I don't know. Do what you want. It's your life. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. Ball. Ball.